0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
1: Good day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into First Take. Thank you for being with us. Full house today on a Monday. Stephen A. Smith back in hey, studio. Hey. Great to see you, sir. The one hey, and only. Did you know, miss coffee.
2: me? I did. It's great to see you. It's great to
1: see <laughs> you. He did miss you. Good. Absolutely. It's
2: great to see you if you're me today.
1: All right. Oh, let's wait for it. Shannon Sharp looking clean. I like the lavender. How we doing, sir?
2: I'm doing amazing. Thank you, guys. How are you guys doing today? Dio? What's up, boss? How are you? How do I look today? Am I better dressed for you today? Yeah, You, you look, yeah, better. You look yeah, better. Yeah, I'll be look okay. Better. She, Shannon, Shannon got on a different pair of shades today. I'm
3: seeing a different pair. Am I really <laughs> corrected? Ain't that a different pair of shades, Shannon? I got the tortoises
4: on today, the tortoise. Mm. Okay.
1: Right. Shannon, do you actually need – last question, then we'll go. Do you actually need your glasses like I do? They're not I just, do. yeah, yeah. I really too. do. Same yes, deal. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Same thing. Don't
3: you know? I mean, when the brother, I'm doing the A-list, the brother rolls up there with his iPad and stuff looking like, like a professor and doing Fond all this. I mean, he clean, he needs his well, glasses. some
1: people wear them just for okay. fashion. All all I didn't right. Right. know
4: if he had to. No, no. I need yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: same okay. deal. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, he may be a rookie, fellas, but he's looking like a vet. How about C.J. Stroud? The Texans' quarterback orchestrated his second straight game-winning drive to beat Cincinnati on the road. Stroud has officially entered the MVP conversation after leading his squad to another victory, this time 30-27, to but this was against a formidable opponent. Now, Shannon, after yesterday's thriller, you tweeted this, C.J. Stroud, Has played the best quarterback in the NFL this season. Yes, he's been that good, and I said it. Go argue in a cave with your Echo. That's hilarious. Could become first rookie to win MVP since Jim Brown in 1957. We're talking history making. Dan, we might have discussed this subject on Thursday with Kimberly Martin and and Stephen A. Is Stroud... The leading MVP candidate.
2: Lots changed in a week, huh? Um, So uh, last week I came on and I was like, "Listen, CJ Stroud is firmly in the MVP conversation." Mm -hmm. And you guys, Stephen A. and Shannon, said, "Stay off the wheel." No, it was me. It was me. It was me. I was was wrong. I was. I was. I was wrong. I got to give you guys your flowers on that. I was wrong because he's leading the MVP race after this weekend. He is the leader. And both you guys said I was crazy last week and you couldn't put a rookie into that conversation. And then there were other guys and and the, the team record mattered. And I was trying to tell everybody like the number two pick has got a team that was four and four now five and four. And he goes on the road against Cincinnati and he does to Joe Burrow and the Bengals what Joe Burrow has done to basically everybody in the AFC over the last three years. And if we took Away the fact that the team is five and four and in second place in the division, and if we took away the fact that he was a rookie and we just put his name, or took away his name, and we put the stats and the performance next to a Joe Burrow, a Patrick Mahomes, a Lamar Jackson, a Justin Herbert, a sure. Dak Prescott, a Jalen Hurts, everyone would say, Well, that guy's the 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 leader right now with the MVP. But since he's five and four, he's not. Last week, he was in the race. As of today, C.J. J. Stroud is the, the, the favorite to win the MVP, and you're going to have to go take it from him. Shannon, let me chime in here
3: before you go. go. Ahead. Uh, uh, go ahead. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. First of all, let's, uh, you were right. About certain things, but don't misrepresent somebody else's position just in your zest to be right on occasion. Okay. Don't sit up there. What did I but misrepresent? I said, nobody. But you're acting like people question what we clearly see is a level of greatness from this rookie. Nobody was questioning that. I mean, you, you, listen. We, what I pointed out was that an NFL rookie hasn't won league MVP since 1957, since sure. Jim Brown doing it. So It hasn't received a vote since you know uh, Edgar and James did it in 1998, 99, I believe. I mean, Dan Marino I was the last quarterback to be a rookie and to receive a receiver vote. We get that part, okay? We're seeing what we're seeing. What I was saying was C.J. Stroud was 4-4. Four and four, And if you're an average team and you're on the outside looking in, you're a sub-500 team, you ain't going to get MVP honors, particularly as a rookie. So just throw that out of sight. Here's why you're right today and why everything's changed. They could win this division. Yeah. They could win this division. Okay. They already bum-rushed Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, 37-17 to 17 in week three. They got him again in two weeks. You win that game, you're clearly in the lead for the division. We were two victories over Jacksonville within your own division. And so when I look at it from that perspective, and then I look at what we've seen him do being on the field, playing the way they played. Two lost fumbles and interception, and still for the second straight week, lead a comeback game-winning drive. This brother is something special, and if I'm Carolina, I'm sick to my stomach right now because obviously I'm not even blaming Bryce Young because of what he has around him, but my goodness, to see what this kid is doing in Houston. Right now, here's the one thing that we can say definitively, Shannon Dio. The rookie of the year, And the coach of the year are clearly in Houston. Yes. Clearly in Houston. Yes. It, it, it,
2: it, it, it's a, some, a miracle in some. I, I don't think. I, I don't think the, the coach of the year is a lock right now. I, okay. think, I, I think he's he, in the lead. Absolutely, a considerable. Kevin lead. O'Connell I think from Minnesota is a lot. Stroud is a lot. Yes. But
3: go ahead, Shannon. I'm gonna give it to
2: you. All I'm gonna Can say. Can you just one more time say sure. that I was right? You were right. Okay.
3: And I noticed something. I, I mean, you should be saying this about me every week with you, but you don't. But <laughs> I, I'm more humble to him. I'm more humble to right? him, Shannon. So I will say that Dan O'Connell was right. But again, my trepidation wasn't about his skill set in this production. Okay. It's about the fact that he's a rookie and I thought that listen, you're going to have a losing record. No, you're not going to get it. But Houston's not going to have a losing record.
4: These brothers are going to win some games. Yeah. I agree I agree with both uh, both of you guys said. He's top 10 in pass he's top 10 in passing yards, touchdowns, QBR and quarterback rating. He's only thrown two tu- uh, two interceptions yeah. with 15 touchdowns. And let me tell you why. Even if he doesn't, even if they don't win the division, if they make the playoffs, think about this. They were 11, 38, and 1 over the last three seasons. He gets this team into the playoffs. How do you not give him the MVP? Considering he, Cam Newton, and Andrew Luck are the only three rookie quarterbacks to pass for over 350 yards on three occasions. They did it over 16 games. He's done it through the first nine weeks of the season. Yeah. Do we understand how impressive normally rookie quarterbacks come in and the ones that play well? We look at Dak Prescott. Zeke Elliott led the league in rushing. We look at Andrew Luck guess who he had? He had Reggie Wayne to throw to. Cam Newton has Steve Smith to throw to. Now, I'm not saying Noah, Br- Noah Brown has shown me a lot since he's been in Houston, as opposed to when he was in Dallas. Nico Collins and Tony Dale, they're really good, but I don't think anybody thinks they're Reggie Wayne and Steve Smith just yet. And they're letting him throw the ball down the field, Dio. This ain't no dinking and dunking. This ain't no jailbreak screen. This is not run the ball on first and second down, and then we'll let you throw it on third down. He's throwing it, he's checking off, he's better than advertised. He's played through the first nine weeks of the season. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback, but he's played the position better oh, you're than right. Lu- uh, excuse me. Better than Burrow, better than Patrick Mahomes, better than Dak, better than Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And he's a rookie. He's absolutely right now, he should be the favorite. At five and four, as you mentioned, that- Stephen A. They've already beat Jacksonville, and we saw Jacksonville get the demolition job done on them. That's right. If they win the division— it's a no-brainer. It's if a he no-brainer. Keeps playing like he's
3: playing. It's a no-brainer. And Shannon, just to buffer your point before we go back to you, Dio, just just a couple of stats to read: completed eleven of nineteen passes over ten air yards for two hundred and fifty-nine yards. He and he averaged a career-high eleven point nine air yards per attempt. Has thrown for a league-high one thousand five hundred and thirteen yards on throws over ten air yards. Shannon, this season alone. Here's the deal: pass yards per game first at two ninety-one point eight. Interception percentage, 0.6%. That's tops in the league, okay? He's second in the league in yards per completion. I mean, this is unbelievable. To see this from a rookie, uh, it's appropriate that we haven't seen or haven't had a discussion about a rookie being a league MVP since Dan Marino Mm -hmm. got a vote in 1983. Because the kind of stuff that we're talking about with C.J. Stroud here, is the kind of stuff they were talking about in 1983 with Dan Marino when we saw him as a rookie.
2: And, and Shannon, the most like, surprising and impressive thing is how good he is post-snap. You know, so often, a lot of young quarterbacks in general, they get up to the line of scrimmage, and they'll have a pretty decent idea. We got some tape here. Look at the first take with a little tape. We got motion. Shannon, you know this. This is man coverage on this deep outer corner. route, Third and 14. Right when he sees Schultz win, Shannon, you know that. It's like, oh, that guy won, even though he's not supposed to. Ball comes out of his hand beautifully. How about this, Steven? A first and goal. You know, what? watch how quickly this happens. There's no hesitation here. I don't care if I'm on the road versus a Lou Anarumo, one of the Best defensive coordinator in the league, led defense. No hesitation. And then this play to kind of like secure the field goal range. Look how quickly he does his eyes here, right? He's got a little switch release, under or slant route. Watch this linebacker, Steven. I see how linebacker turns. He's turning there because C.J. Stroud's like, oh, I know you're the problem. And Shannon knows this. Great quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, elevating quarterbacks. They're great problem solvers. And I think that's one of these things where maybe – some people like, lost out on the draft, and I know Lewis had him as the number one guy. He's an elite problem solver. And think about it in this context, because this is why, and I think it's a good conversation of like, for MVP, for you guys, does it have to be a great team? Because my, my vantage point no, is I this. No, I just thought they have
3: to be a winning team. Okay, so it's got to be
2: a mattering yeah. team. It's got to be a mattering yes. team. Not great, yes. but
3: they got to matter. In
2: two yes. months, in two months, the narrative around Houston is completely changed. Without question. And that to me like that's why I sit here and I go that's that's well, the MVP well, Shannon,
3: here's, and remember, you were on the air with me last year. Shannon, he, wasn't, he was on the air with me last year. Obviously, you weren't when we, I was talking about the Houston Texans as an organization, Shannon. And I thought, considering what they did to the two previous black coaches, one and out, I thought it was an absolute disgrace. I thought that they I, – I, to me, I, I, I was hesitant. I, was, I said, D'Amico, Ryan, get your money, get your years or whatever. You can't trust this organization. But we have to stand down now because to draft C.J. Stroud, to draft to move up, get Will Anderson as well. So you got to cap – You got an elite person. Exactly. But you got an elite person on offense, an elite person on defense. You know, your head coach preceded all of that. You winning on all cylinders. You got to give the Houston Texans finally got something right in a very, very, very big way, Shannon.
4: The last two weeks, you look at what he did. In forty six seconds, he went down and got the game winning touchdown and he only needed 40 seconds to get it done. In this week, he goes on the road in the jungle. That's what they call the uh, the Bingo Stadium. They call yeah. it the jungle. It's rowdy. He looks across the field. He knows who's standing on the opposing sideline is one Joe Burrow. And he's not in awe. A lot of times when you see these guys, I remember when I first got in the league and I looked across the field and I'm looking at these other guys, I'm like, oh, man, that's you know who. That's a wow. Oh, my goodness. He's he's not impressed. He understands who they are, what they represent. He says, but why can't I be that? Why can't I be the guy that's on the other side that they're looking across the field in awe of me? He's been very, very impressive, and I've seen a lot of quarterbacks in my 30-plus years of being in the league and covering the league. It's hard for me to say that I've seen one since I came in the league in 1990 being any more impressive through the first nine weeks than one C.J. Stroud.
1: No, you're right. The mindset. He just has the attitude, like, I'm built for this. He's like
2: a run into the burning building type of guy. Absolutely. Run. To, you know, like he throws that interception late in the game. It's a ten-point game. Game's basically right. over.
3: But the, re- the over. reason why I think, but the reason why I think that what Shannon says is is really, really significant. That's huge. And what he just said is because we've seen the Lamar Jacksons of the world and others come into the league and take it by storm. Yeah. But not like this in terms of. Be, it's stepping in the mm-hmm. pocket and throwing the football the way this rookie is throwing point. the it's football. Not the a it's not the It's not the dual threat. This brother's flinging the football.
1: Absolutely. Ice water in his veins. He's the first hey, rookie to lead the NFL. Real quick, Shannon, in pass yards per game. First rookie ever through week 10. Yep, go ahead, Shannon.
4: Dale, I'm not so sure that interception when they had a 10-point lead is his fault because it looks like Dale is running the shallow cross and he right. starts to climb. And you know if you run the shallow cl- cross and you climb, that DB yeah. going to jet it, which means he's right. going to undercut it. And that's exactly what he did. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, let me keep it rolling here because we got some other great games to get into. How about Deshaun Watson leading the Browns to a statement win versus Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? The Browns rallied from a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit for a 33-31 victory Sunday against the division leaders. Dustin Hopkins kicked a 40-yard game-winning field goal as time expired to reinsert the Browns into the AFC North race. So the Ravens have entered every fourth quarter with a lead this season. They're the fifth team in Super Bowl era to do so in their first 10 games despite that Baltimore, already has three losses on the year. Shannon, I want to start with you. Was Lamar's performance at all concerning to you?
4: Well, I think what has happened, Molly, is that when they win games and Lamar doesn't play particularly well, you say, oh, but they win. Stephen A., how many times in your 25, 30-year career have you said, well, the guy did this, but they won, Stephen A., yeah. Mike Shanahan told me you never accept anything in a win, you wouldn't in a loss. And we saw this in Pittsburgh. They go into the fourth quarter with a lead, and what happened? A pick and a fumble. Oh, Shannon, but the receivers dropped the ball. You see them going to the fourth quarter with a lead against Indy. They lose that ball game. They had a 14-point lead, a 97.1% chance of winning that ball game, and they gagged it off. Now, all of this isn't on Lamar. Because when you go into the fourth quarter with a lead, we had given this defense so much credit. Remember, they had been stifling. They were number one against uh, points uh, allowed per game. And then you allow the Cleveland Browns to come back, and Deshaun Watson was 14 of 14 in the second half. Yeah, That's unacceptable. But what you cannot do is turn the ball over. I'm going to turn it over to you, Dio, and Stephen A., but I want to read you something. Do you realize that Lamar Jackson has thrown just as many touchdowns as uh, Mac Jones? Wow. He and Matt Jones have thrown the same number of touchdowns. Lamar Jackson has fumbled the ball ten times. He's lost five. Do you realize Lamar Jackson has as many tur- uh, uh, turnovers as touchdown passes? But, see, when we call that stuff out, uh, 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 Stephen A., oh, y'all hating. Y'all want the narrative. Y'all trying to bring a brother down. Mm-hmm. See, I don't do conjecture. I don't do in you, and I don't do speculation. Those are facts. You can go look them up at your choosing. But Lamar Jackson has been up and down, and has been masked because they're winning. Now that, they're, now that they didn't win, and you see what has happened, it's hard for me to trust them. It is hard for me to trust Lamar. It's hard for me to trust this team.
3: Well, listen, listen. You know he's got Club Shay Shay. I got the Stephen A. Smith show. I got some woman calling me the other day complaining that I don't show enough love to Lamar Jackson. I said, <laughs> what you want me to I'd do? Him, what you want to me that. to do? Give him a pedicure or something? What the hell is this? The fact of the matter is, is that like Shannon said, he's got ten touches, he got five interceptions. He's fumbled the ball about ten times, lost about five fumbles this year. He threw two touch, two interceptions yesterday, including a pick six. Okay. Oh, by the way, and, and listen, let's, let's, we got to pay attention to that. You got to throw the ball over your damn. Offensive of line, knocking somebody upside the head in the helmet. Throw the ball. Get, get your form right if you got to. Throw it over the damn line of scrimmage for crying out loud. We see some of the decisions that he's making. Now, Lamar Jackson is an absolute stud. I had him as an MVP candidate, top three MVP candidates yes, coming into this game. This is not a question about the greatness of Lamar Jackson, Shannon, D.O. Here's the point, though. At some point in time, you played in the NFL. Obviously, we know what you've done, Shay Shea. Here's the deal. Do you play to win games or do you play to win the championship? What are you playing for? At some point, you're playing to win the chip because we know what Lamar Jackson is why he's getting the 260 million for a reason. Okay? We know he's a former league MVP. We know what he brings to the table. We know he wins the vast majority of his games from September through December. It's about what we're projecting you're going to be able to deliver In January, you got the Cleveland Browns coming in here, got an elite defense, y'all still manage to put up 33 points. What happens? You convert two of eight times on third down conversions. These are problematic things. When you're sitting up there and you're throwing two interceptions, you're turning the football over. That's a problematic thing. I'm looking at Lamar Jackson and I'm saying, excuse me, 71 and a half percent of your passes you completed coming into the game, but it's fifty-six point and a half percent completion percentage when it's against Cleveland. I got a problem with that because I'm looking for you to show up when it's called upon you to do so, which is against a division rival. And I think that he did it yesterday.
2: <laughs> he scored 31
4: points. It uh, was a 14-point point. point. And I, they should have won the game, no question. No. They, I nobody, love he you. Scored 20, he scored 24. They got a pick six on the very first possession. Did okay,
2: you forget 24, that part? 24. Okay, 24 versus you. the number one defense in the NFL. Okay. I love you. For you to sit here and say, mm-hmm. That he needs to throw the ball over the line of scrimmage on the pick six no,
3: no, I'm just, is no, I'm just, ludicrous. I'm, I'm just saying when you knock the guy outside the head and the helmet, when hit the helmet, right? How about how about you're not you're not Baker Mayfield, you're not Kyler Murray. The guy makes the guy
2: jumps in the air. No, right? I thought I thought, thought he. No, I thought no, that's no, that's that's last week. That's last week. No, 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 week. no. I'm talking about what I was. No, doing no, no. This, the pick okay. six. Okay, he's throwing a ball to Ricard in the flat. The defender jumps up. Ball gets, but we call that a BBB, bad break, bro. Okay. Ain't nothing we could do about okay. that. Now the first interception. I give you. The one earlier in the game, that's a bad throw. There's miscommunication there or something. It's just a bad throw. But to sit here and say like that performance is concerning, I'm way more concerned about their defense than I am Lamar's performance. Lamar scored 24 versus a really good defense. By the way, two more drops. One which is a huge fourth quarter drop. So like we, we, we can't we can't live in this world where if, if they win and Lamar plays good, he's in our MVP conversation. And then because of an unfortunate play in our defense, and that's my – I said this last week against Baltimore's defense. They're really good. They haven't played a dude at quarterback. And, I'm, and Deshaun wasn't a dude yesterday. He made some play with his legs and athletically yeah. – but to have a 14-point fourth-quarter lead and not a closer on their defense is way more of the conversation than is Lamar's performance concerning. I do think so, it's fair. Go ahead, Shannon. Can I ask you this? Yes, so in sir. the fourth quarter, Deshaun goes 7 of 7 for 88 yards and a touchdown.
4: Lamar Jackson went 1 of 5, 11 yards and an interception. Lamar's QBR was 6.4 in the fourth quarter, the third worst of his career. So what the hell does the defense got to do with that?
2: Well, I mean, two of those drops, two of those are drops for Lamar, and the interception is that batted ball. There's nothing, I mean, we're, I, I'm never gonna pin that on a quarterback. I don't care what anyone says. That's a credit to the defense for making a good play. I'd like to see the hands of the defense. But like, Deshaun stepped up and made plays. He was 14, like, to your point, I thought his legs were a huge part of the conversation. But I'm not sitting here going, Oh man, now I got concerns about Lamar late in football games. Their well, offense has got to perform better late in football games. Their <laughs> offense has to perform better late in football games. But it evolves around him, does it not? It, yes. We can't. We can't constantly do this, though. But we are going to do it because at the end of the day, when it comes
3: to the postseason, that's what you're going to ask yourself. You're going to sit up there with your clipboard, looking at the big screen, and you're going to talk about what he needs to do, even if you notice a bunch of, of deficiencies on the offensive side of the ball for Baltimore. You're going to point to what he needs to do in order to negate those things
2: to win. You're going to do that, Dan. But Stephen A., last week, Lamar's leading the league in completion percentage. He's leading the league in yards rushed by a quarterback, and now we're concerned. Like, you're telling me, right now, late in games, in 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 the playoffs, you're going to be concerned about can Lamar get it done or not? In the playoffs? Absolutely. Yes.
0: Because you know what?
4: Since the start of last season, the Ravens have blown seven fourth-quarter leads. That's the most. So absolutely, I'm going to be concerned. So since you're not concerned, where are your concern rated with the turnovers? He has nine turnovers and 10 touchdown passes. So
2: what's your concern rate when it comes to the turnovers? I don't look at turnovers just as a, like a black and white thing, Shannon. I look at that inter- – one of those interceptions, like he throws two. I sit there and I say one's bad. That turnover – the fumbles, I think four or five of them were in that torrential downpour down game in both the Pittsburgh and the Colts game. So, like, they're con- for me it's always about context. I don't have massive turnover concerns about Lamar Jackson. I don't – like, here's my, my pushback to this. Do we have them about Joe Burrow? Excuse me. Do we have him about Joe Burrow? Because what Joe did yesterday—two of the most uncharacteristic turnovers that Joe Burrow's had in his NFL career—I don't have concerns about that. I don't think that's that's who he is, or what's going to be a storyline this year. But but hold on—we've seen Joe Burrow come playoff time,
4: go all the way, go on the road to Buffalo, go on the road to Tennessee, go on the road to Kansas City, and get it done. Have we seen Lamar Jackson do that yet?
2: No, yeah, no, don't
4: play a okay.
1: victory
2: versus tennis. Okay. No, but but we, we have li- we, we've we never seen Lamar in this situation okay. in the playoffs.
1: The Ravens have the toughest remaining schedule. Don't forget they have a short week. They host the Bengals on Thursday. <sighs> hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one. The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C eBikes.com. Hey, Molly Caram here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Quick takes. Let's get it. Josh Dobbs did it again, leading the Vikings to their fifth straight win. Unbelievable. Shannon, are they a playoff team?
4: I don't know, but they got a very strange season. They start the season 0-3, lose Cousins. Then they're without their all-pro wide receiver for a month. And somehow they start 0-3 and they're 5-3. And it's thanks to Joshua Dobbs in two starts, over 400 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. He's the first quarterback to ever do that with a new team with a, uh, in his first two starts. He's been unbelievable, guys. He's been unbelievable.
1: Yeah, The way he stepped in, unreal. Uh, we'll keep yeah. it rolling here. The Lions beat the Chargers in L.A. That was a thriller. Dan Campbell sealed the game after going for it on fourth and two from the Chargers 26, which set up that game-winning field goal. Game-winning field goals. try that again. Uh, Dan, you like this call by Campbell? I-,
2: I love it. And this is why in sports we throw around the word like culture and or identity far too often. That is a culture and uh, identity play. Fourth and two. Who's the strength of us? Our offense on our football team. We go chase wins. We don't get scared if we're going to lose. Trust the process and not the results because if it doesn't work out, everyone's like, we'll go and kick the field goal. No. Dan Campbell said, we're trying to go win football games, and the best part of us is our quarterback and our offensive line. We're going to trust those guys to do the right thing and not give the other team the chance to go win the game. I believe in my guys, and that is one of the more change – the new new age lines plays – of this season and it's probably one of the most impactful plays over the last 10 to 15 years when it comes to Detroit.
1: All right, SA your Steelers 6 and 3 despite being outgained once again as they beat the Packers 23 to 19. Is this sustainable?
3: Hell no. This offense is awful. Thank God. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Thank God we had them on a the football field to run the football yesterday. I'm just looking at them right now. Kenny Pickett, 126 yards pass, nothing to write home about. Still finding the difficulty, difficult to get George Pickens involved, of course. Uh, I'm just looking at them right now, and, and, and don't get me started with the offensive coordinator. They just don't have it. Plain and simple, offensively. What Mike Tomlin is doing is nothing short of a miracle. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this is this team is 6 and 3 cuz they ain't no damn 6 and 3 team but their record says they are. So we'll go with that for now.
1: All right. The Niners dominate the streaking Jaguars 34-3 to to end a three-game skid and look like Super Bowl contenders yet again. Brock Ferdy threw three touchdown passes, including a 66-yarder to George Kittle. And the Niners seemingly fixed all their woes. I want to mention also, all of his touchdown passes in Sunday's win came against the Blitz as well. Stephen A., Can the Niners count on this version of Purdy moving forward?
3: I'm not sure. I really don't know definitively the answer to this question. I mean, I'm trying to decipher whether or not he's a system quarterback or he's really somebody that could get it done. I really have questions about that because we saw a different dude during that three-game losing streak. We saw a different dude when he was under pressure. We saw a different dude when he was trailing than when he's ahead. And I look at it from that perspective. Certainly having Debo Samuels back definitely helps immensely. Christian McCaffrey, Shannon Sharp will never let me forget or negate to mention – Trent Williams and what he means to this offense. We get it, and I understand it totally, totally, totally. But in the end, what I'm saying is is that your defense is playing like that. Acquiring Chase Young obviously is a big deal. You look at what they bring to the table defensively, and they just straight-up bum-rush the Jacksonville Jaguars. All of a sudden, you look at the Jacksonville, and you're like, damn, uh, y'all ain't there yet. Not when you get beat up like that. But in the end, I still need to see – that dude, Brock Purdy, and whether or not you are what we once thought you were. I don't think yesterday's the litmus test because I think the defense came out there. They set the tone. You see what they did to Jacksonville and, you know, you had a really, really you you didn't really have much to worry about yesterday. Let's see what you do in tight spots. That's what I'm concerned about with Brock Purdy. I'm not sure yet. I'm just not.
4: You want me to go, or You want to take off? Go ahead, boss. There you go. You know what? When I look at it, the question is when every throw matters, when every possession matters. See, that game got out of hand early. It was 10-0. And so now you get Debo back. There's not a coincidence that Debo's back. Remember, I said things needed to be perfect. Debo's back. Christian McCaffrey, he was averaging 24 touches, almost 100 yards rushing in the 5-0 start. That dipped to 16, back up to 22 yesterday, almost another 100 yards rushing. See, when things are perfect around him, he can make the throws. But I need to see him make those same throws when it matters. And in the last three weeks, they mattered because they couldn't race out. The defense wasn't suffocating like it was yesterday. The defense wasn't suffocating like it was against the Cowboys. And now, all of a sudden, we need the offense, we need Brock Purdy to bail us out when things are less than ideal. And so that's what we're going to have to see. We've seen him make the throws. We've seen when things are going well, uh, D.O. and Stephen A., we've seen things go really well for him. He's going to have to make those throws. Somebody's going to have to put him to the test because you can only measure a man if you put him to the test. You don't know what he will do unless you put him to the test. And so when he's been put to the test in the last three weeks, he failed the test. Yesterday he passed with flying colors because they didn't put him under the gun. You got to put him under the gun. I need to see more. I need to see more, Dio. I'm sorry. You guys, are tough,
2: man. You got what evidence do we truly have to say we can't count on this version of Brock Purdy? Okay, so when we say, Shannon, when you say like everything around him has to be perfect, yes, there's a point that is more often than not, it's going to be pretty good. We, 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 it's not like Brock Purdy is just going to be airlifted from San Francisco and he's going to have to go play with the New York Giants in this backstretch. More often than not, it's going to be in a good situation. So if my job as John Lynch as the general manager and then Kyle Shannon as the play caller is to put the quarterback in a place where he can go play well. And then yes. I do that and the quarterback plays well. How, are we not, how do we not say that's a good quarterback? How do no, we not but, sit there? We, but that's where he's going to be there, Shannon. Like he, no, that's that, the world he's going to live in.
4: My argument is, what happens when the defense isn't suffocating? Okay. He has to go go toe-to-toe with someone, and every throw,
2: every possession matters. Okay, that's a a fair thing. My pushback to that is this. This three-game stretch that everyone continues to talk about. Cleveland. So, Cleveland was a little bit of weather. Debo went down, also led them on that two-minute drive to go make a field goal. They don't. That would be a completely different narrative. Minnesota, the two late interceptions off the concussion. So, then we go to the – who was the – Cincinnati. Cincinnati obviously played incredibly well Well, there in Brock. So,
1: I the, think the Debo point's huge. By the, the way, the, it's, it's not even kind of maybe. He's one he's a of the best maker when Debo's on the field. I and you he's said only the three touchdowns, one interception in his career when Debo's on the. Field. What were the? What was the
2: point? Of the three the touchdowns. The three
1: touchdowns were all against the blitz. And Debo is a, a blitz yeah. killer in many ways yeah. because
2: of the way they motion him, the way they could give the ball to him and touches on the perimeter. Trent Williams being there. If I took a lot of quarterbacks that are elite guys and we took out their one of their their best offensive playmaker and. And their tackle who's one of the best in the league, the performance will drop. It just will. And here's here's like the context of this one, the big picture one, Stephen A. We take San Francisco when they're healthy offensively. What defense really scares you in the NFC? Against that team,
3: against San Francisco, yeah. What defense scares me?
2: Because we got to remember, like well, well, the uh, Cincinnati. Uh, no
3: defense scares me. None of them right now.
2: Okay. So, like that's that, that that that's part of this answer for me is like, can we count on the 49ers? Can the 49ers count on Brock Purdy in the, in the NFC? Yeah. Because what defense is scary to them? When it well, comes, well,
3: you could say you, you could say that now, but the reality is is that when they were suffering with the three games, I understand Debo was out. I get that. But the reality is is that. If we're going to look at NFL quarterbacks and we're going to measure them against a certain standard, as both you and Shannon would articulate about Stroud and Burrow and Lamar Jackson and everybody else, why does Brock Purdy get a pass? Remember, he started out, he won his first 10 starts or so, okay? We know what he was bringing to the table. But when they struggled, he really, really struggled. And we saw things in him that had, I know it had Shannon alarmed, it had me alarmed. I'm just saying, when I look at him, and I see Detroit coming, and I see Philadelphia still being there and knowing how they can get to the passer, their ability to pressure a quarterback. I'm going to look at it and ask myself the question, can he handle it? I'm not saying the answer is no. I'm saying the jury is still out. But we if you want him,
2: if you want this young man to be C.J. Stroud, if you want him to be Dak Prescott, Dak okay.
3: Prescott. Ain't anybody say he wanted him to okay, do so that. Why would we say you, that? Who, like, Why if, would we say that? My ex. Go what ahead. are
2: you expecting him to be, though?
3: Well, I'm expecting him to be somebody that's good enough to get him to the Super Bowl because he got up to the NFC Championship game last year, got hurt. Obviously, this first team I've ever seen that lost four quarterbacks in one season. I mean, damn, as far as I'm concerned, they should have five or six quarterbacks on their roster after what happened to them last season. Okay, we get that part with the NFC Championship game where Christian McCaffrey is lining up behind center for crying out loud, and you knew they weren't going to throw a pass. So you see what what they went through. Can this dude do it in that pressure situation? what do you think? I don't know. I think you'd be more surprised if he gets. To I would the Super Bowl. give him, I would give. I would. I would. I would say he'd have a better chance of pulling it off because of Kyle Shanahan being okay. a play caller there.
4: Okay. My, my only – listen, I have no concerns about the Eagles' defense because the Eagles' secondary isn't very good. You're right. They have a very formidable pass rush. But that mm-hmm. back end leaves a lot to be desired because Sam Howell threw for 397 and four touchdowns. Dak Prescott threw for 374 yes. and three touchdowns. So you can throw on that defense. My only concern, what happens if the defense has an off date? They're not suffocating. Chase Young and, and Bosa – can't constrict the pocket and suck the life out of the quarter, the opposing offense. Can now uh, Brock Purdy go on the road? Because he's probably going to have to go on the road because it looks like Philly is not going to concede a whole lot of ground. Can he go on the a uh, road and go toe to toe with Hurts?
2: Don't. I- I think he can. I, okay. I, if this was a boxing match, different conversation. To
1: be continued, they're next for Bucks, Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. Christmas Day, they have Ravens. That's going to be fun on Christmas. Enjoy that one. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to a hundred bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung, smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod, and have a fabulous day. Oh, Do the college game. It was great. It was a great week. Can't wait to hear about it. Without Jim Harbaugh, number three Michigan tops number 10 Penn State to stay undefeated in the midst of a tumultuous week that included Harbaugh being suspended by the Big Ten amid the ongoing sign stealing saga. The Wolverines went into Happy Valley, took care of business against Penn State with a 24 15 victory. Harbaugh was suspended by the Big Ten for the final three games of the regular season. Michigan is expected to respond with legal action against the conference in an attempt to block the suspension. Stephen A., tell me this. Was Harbaugh's punishment those final three games enough?
3: No. Because I'm not even thinking about Harbaugh, Dan, uh, Shannon, when it comes to the punishment. I'm thinking about the Michigan program. What the hell is going on here? I don't understand why people are having such a difficult time comprehending what the hell I'm saying. If the Big Ten and the NCAA have deduced that you have gained an unfair advantage through unsavory means, meaning that in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you've compromised the integrity of competition because you gained an unfair edge slash advantage. That's all I need to know. You cannot have a college football program in the college football playoffs at the expense of another team with that specter hovering over you this season, it might, it doesn't require a death penalty. It doesn't require a loss of scholarships. It doesn't require you missing the playoffs next year or anything like that. But this season, as this season was going on, as you were en route to a 9-0 and record, it was discovered you had someone on your staff who was literally infiltrating other sidelines, stealing signals and signs to feed back to a coaching staff who fed it to players, and the players presumably had an unfair advantage. To the Michigan players, I just did last week giving a speech, man, and I said it yards away from the big guys. I didn't give a damn then. I don't give a damn now. I'm not blaming the players. It's not their fault, but it doesn't negate the fact that if, 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 you had an unfair advantage. You cannot go to the college football playoffs at the expense of Alabama, Texas, Oregon, Washington, possibly Florida State. You can't get a playoff spot over one of those people or one of those programs if you have this specter over your franchise. Now, if they come up with an investigation and they say, "Hey, we couldn't find any evidence. Fine. Oh you know what?" It's it, it, it still it, – it, we haven't been able to discover anything. Fine. But if they're saying, oh, you did this? No, you can't be in the college football playoffs. That's all anybody be talking about. Do you deserve to be there? That's a problem.
2: Dan? I, I thought the penalty the, – the, the timing of it was absolutely weak. Okay, so before I get into my reason why, can I, I want to ask a question. Are, are, just for the context of the conversation, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, are they Hall of Famers?
3: Are they Hall of the Famers? I don't think McGuire should be personally. Barry Bonds, to me, was a Hall of Famer before yeah. anything with steroids came about. Yeah, I would say those are the the two different, different cases.
2: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. He was fair. a three-time MVP. That's right. For an inspector of steroids. That's exactly. And McGuire would be a no for you because right. of? Because he lived off the whole runs, and obviously That's, all right. he was I'm glad a, I asked. A, a okay, support. so this is why I think the penalty is weak. Okay, this is I'm, – I'm reading this off of the Big Ten's report, not mine. These are not my words. Okay. In their report, we impose this disciplinary action, even though the conference has not yet received any information indicating the head football coach, Harbaugh, was aware of the impermissible nature of the sign-stealing scheme. To levy the penalty at the time that you do while they're on the plane to Penn State to your biggest game is weak. And to then make the statement whether you believe he knew or didn't, that's up to you. I, like, we don't have to pretend that we're all stupid, okay? When you make the statement, we're levy, levying a penalty, even though we don't have any evidence that he knew, that's your words, not mine, right. is weak. Either have the courage to say, we have the evidence that this happened and the coach knew and this is the penalty that, they, they, that he is going to suffer, or don't. But don't kind of straddle the line and say, well, we don't have any proof that he knew, but we have proof that it happened. Because then when you suspend the coach, all those young men, they're waking up at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, February, March, April, May, June. They're working out. They're killing themselves for a chance to go win a championship. And for you to say you don't have any evidence that the coach knew, whether you believe he did or not, that's not my point. And then to penalize him, which penalizes the players, is weak. And that's why I sit there and I go, the penalty in itself and the timing of it is I I don't don't agree with.
4: Makes sense. Go ahead, Shannon. This is why I disagree with you. Because if he didn't know, he should have known. Ignorance of the law, ignorance of the rule is not an excuse. You mean to tell me this guy's going to go rogue? He admires this program. He loves Jim Harbaugh. And he's going to go outside the purview of what Jim Harbaugh would have requested and do this on his own? Jim Harbaugh, suspending him does nothing because Jim Harbaugh, yeah, he benefited, but it was his offense or the players that benefited the most, D.O. How can you say, well, and I heard, I've heard so many Michigan players and I've heard so many analysts say it didn't matter. All I know is every time a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator called plays, they cover their mouths. While they cover their mouths, on both sides of the ball, Dan, D.O., what do they do before they go into the huddle? If it doesn't matter, the defense should just call, a over, cover one. They don't do that. The offense should just go to the the line and just start blurting out plays. Oh, it's about execution. There's a reason why we study film. Because when we study film, what do we get, Dio? We get tendencies. What does this team like to do? And if I can get a head start, if I just know, oh, that's what that is, I can make my checks accordingly. That's why you check at the line of scrimmage, right, Dio? Yeah. Because,
2: yeah, I okay, mean, that- but Michigan ran the ball 32 That's straight. not the point. That's not the point. Nope. That's, not the point. Nope. That's not the point. No. That's not the point. But, I'm not know,
3: saying. I, I, had, I, had an ex- I had an executive just text me this. Stephen A., please say this. Head coach is responsible for all that happens on his watch. The school is responsible for the coach. Players are collateral damage. It's <laughs> not right. It's not fair, but it's always been the case. Why to change always. now? Why to change now? We're talking, so we're not talking about how you can point to what plays were run. You ran the football. You didn't throw a pass in a second. That ain't the point. And the assistant coach. I don't know what the hell, Sherron Moore, whatever. The mad respect to. Him. I don't know what the hell you on national television. crying for? that you crying for? Like like Jim Harbaugh got fired. Like he lost his job. He like got he three dies. weeks. He got he got three days off because remember, you're allowed to be with the team and coach them throughout the week. You just can't coach on
2: game day. And this really? man on national television crying like he was a death in the family. When people when people really? hate on when really? people hate on you, do you not celebrate your wins? Excuse me, I, 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 crying. Crying like a, yeah. crying like that for what? He was going, he's hey. going to be going three
3: Saturdays against, oh my God, stop the press of Shannon. He's going against Penn State. You're going dis- go. your so, so, to, you're going to disprove your point here. Scott said, oh, he's crying against Maryland. they going you're going to miss the Maryland game. And of course, the big Ohio State game. That's a big miss. But he's eligible to come back for the players. All I'm saying is, yo, Shannon, bottom line is, if the players received an advantage, Yes. That is a disservice to the other players at
2: the other program. Real quickly,
3: Shane, if before ha- you jump in. If that happens.
0: Okay.
2: If. This is where I will agree with you. If the players knew that they were receiving an advantage, indifferent of all those other schools, if they were the only ones at the rodeo, then I'm with you. But you, you know that there is tons of conversation going on that they weren't the only ones doing it. They called you. Go ahead, go, go, go ahead,
4: it's like you speeding side of the road. I got caught speeding. I said, look how fast that car going. <laughs> it don't he matter to the Mr. cop. He said, Mr. Sharp, had I not Get pulled on. you over, it's I might have caught them. D.O., oh, you was in the league when Sean Payton and Bounty Gate. Sean said, I had no idea what the defense was doing. What did Roger Roger Goodell tell him, you should have known. You're the head coach. They do this all the time in colleges. They say you lack institutional control. They say the head coach is supposed to know everything. You know when the guy goes to class. You know when he went to biology class. You know when he didn't miss study hall. You know everything. But now, all of a sudden, Jim Harbaugh don't know that. But but, but But my thing is, they publicly say that. But,
3: Shannon, Shannon, you're going off of what he meant. Of course, we believe that Jim Harbaugh, man, know something if this happened but the bottom line is this knowing what he did he didn't keep it to himself
2: he put the players in a better position to win so which have, gave them an advantage have the courage to right. say right. that no problem right,
1: guys we let that go every no second we're so up against it we have God. to get into commercial we will get back to this I promise